Greetings, and welcome to this power-packed edition of Faith to Live By. If you've listened to the show before, then you know each week I seek the Lord to understand how He wants His people to respond to present realities. All the years of my ministry, I have helped people discover and live in life-giving truth and to enjoy all the hope truth provides. Today, I'm very excited about the newly discovered information that will most definitely give you hope. At the same time, I have discovered information that's likely to enrage you even more than you may already be. It's imperative we know the truth, even when the truth is as sinister and evil as it can possibly be. Jesus said by knowing the truth, we would be set free. Freedom is our God-given right, which we must defend, or we will, as we have been, suffer at the hand of the enemy of God and his followers. For all God's people to allow the enemy to gain the upper hand is reprehensible. Yet, as I shared with last week's program, God's people have had a pattern of moving from being entirely devoted to him and all of his ways to eventually being attracted to the things of the world under the deceptions of the enemy, Satan. Just as God's people in the Old Testament moved from complete allegiance and service to God back into the ways of Baal worship, which includes the sacrifice of children, we have followed the same pattern in this day. What? You may ask. We're not worshiping Baal or sacrificing children to the devil. Think again. The failure of the church to be the restraining influence over evil in the world, allowing the gross increase of every kind of evil, including the continued atrocities of abortion in this country, taking the lives of millions of babies per year on average, and that's just those reported, provide evidences that we have fallen back from the Holy Spirit and away from God and His ways. However, there has been a remnant of people who have sought the Lord as intercessors, praying, consistent with Second Chronicles 7.14, in all humility, seeking the Lord's face, and turning from our wicked ways, which has evoked God's promise to hear from heaven, forgive our sin, and heal our land. I want you to truly hear me on this. God has heard our prayers. He has forgiven us, and He is already in the process of healing our land not just here in America, but worldwide, wherever God's remnant intercessors have been active. We are not waiting for a time in the future for God to act. He has already been acting in our behalf. Answers to our prayers have been fully and completely established in the heavenlies. Prophet Manuel Johnson heard the Lord reveal that July 2020 was the turning point. And I believe since then, God has been working in our midst, which we'll see in greater and greater increase in the present days and months and into the spring of next year. I'll be sharing more with you about the evidence of God already intervening in our behalf in just a bit. But first, I want you to know what you can specifically expect today. I'll provide you with information that will impact you with greater faith, courage, and boldness in this hour. Revelation concerning the gross illegalities that have been perpetrated against us and the now unfolding remedies we can embrace to protect our rights and freedoms. The truth about so-called vaccines and the researched information about the people who have been seriously injured and have died from injections authorized for emergency use only. And lastly, how you can join with others in unity, working according to God's divine strategy to actually see the wrongs in the world corrected and restore the nations to law and order. This truly is a power-packed podcast that should ignite you into action with a renewed hope. I think especially in these days 
where the enemy seeks to control us through fear, getting properly informed and becoming actively engaged with God's plans will invigorate us and influence others to join in the efforts. Oh, and I almost forgot, I have a new page on my website exclusive for my podcast listeners. This will allow us ways to connect beyond the podcast. So be sure to listen through to the end of this podcast to learn of the page and about the exclusive products I have just for my podcast listeners. Some items are actually free. But first, I want to remind you of my favorite affiliate sponsor who can help you manage your finances. It's the same man my husband and I use to help us with ours, Edward Torres. Ed Torres is a team member with the Financial Advisory Practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, who can help you with your future financial goals. Ask Ed about the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach to see if you are prepared for your financial future. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, understands your goals, and they provide personalized advice to help you reach them. Call Ed Torres at 949-250-3210. Office is located at 2600 Michelson Drive, Suite 1460, Irvine, California, 92612. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. You don't have to be in California to consider working with Ed. They are licensed in many states. So I'll have a link to his website on the show notes, and I encourage you to contact Ed for a free consultation. Now, about my podcasts, each week I seek the Lord to know what current events He wants me to address, so we will know how to respond in obedience to God and experience Christ's promised victory. I'm fully aware it's been customary for the Church to avoid discussing political and governmental issues. I also believe it's been precisely this avoidance that has allowed the Church to be the tail trying to wag the dog. Frankly, I'm upset with pastors and other Christian leaders who still do not address politics and violations of law and more out of concern for their congregations. That doesn't even make sense. If they were truly concerned, they would help the people learn how to navigate through the times we're living. There is no place in the Bible that instructs Christians to be disengaged with political and governmental issues. In fact, an argument to the contrary could be made because Christ said, on this rock, I will build my church. But he didn't use the word church. He used the word ecclesia, which means the called out ones who are called to govern. And because America was founded under God and its government was established for and by the people, for Americans especially not to be informed and wholly engaged, in my opinion, is a sin. God has blessed this nation with a government that offers the best human rights and freedoms of any nation in the world, consistent with his will for how all people should be able to live. Our failure to properly steward our government is why we have found this nation on the brink of destruction from within. Mario Murillo recently posted the same perspective I have. He wrote, quote, We have spent so much time talking about the hazards of speaking out that we have not realized the disasters of remaining silent. The nation is careening toward division that is even more intense than what we see now. Sadly, there are many preachers who are hoodwinked by the devil. They think they are doing the right thing by remaining silent on burning issues. It is deep in my heart for this to warn those preachers about the disaster that will come to any preacher who refuses to stand against evil when the evil is so glaring 
and the price of disobedience is so high. It is wrong to keep politics out of the pulpit for the simple reason that it is no longer about politics, it's about evil. End quote. I wholeheartedly agree, which is why I have talked about religion, politics, current events, and governments since I started this podcast in 2020. Last week, I quoted from the opening lines of our Declaration of Independence, and I want to remind us of the words again. It reads, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. End quote. I hope you heard that correctly. Our Declaration of Independence was penned to pronounce a government for and by the people and should that government become corrupt, it is the responsibility of the people to abolish it and establish a new government. In my opinion, politics should never have been taken out of the church. I believe it was a ploy of the devil to marginalize the church, keep us uninformed, and make the church irrelevant, and many pastors and church leaders have bought into this lie. I also believe God and prayer should never have been taken out of the schools, and I think these two examples provide further evidence that God's people have been given over to worshiping Baal. God makes clear his people perish for lack of knowledge, and this is precisely what's been happening over several decades. The rights of the people will only be surrendered when the people allow it to happen. We've been experiencing the pain of all of our freedoms being threatened, especially since the outbreak of COVID-19. But this has been necessary to wake people up from their stupor. And now, in this very hour, it is the time for the church to rise up. And if we don't raise up now, we can expect to see this nation controlled under worse conditions than Hitler's Nazi Germany. In a few minutes, I'll share with you actions that have been taken in our present time by some exceedingly brave survivors of the Nazi Holocaust, working with Dr. Richard Fleming. Having lived through the events that led up to the Holocaust, under serious potential of reprisal and risking their lives, they have recognized the same patterns of control and seizing of power in America that they saw in Germany. Many socialist, communist, Marxist, and One World Order supporters have sought to position their government in nations where they could gain power and control over the people. America has been the one nation that has stood in their way. Borrowing from the playbook of Saul Alinsky, an American activist, the Obamas, the Clintons, the Bidens, and more have imposed his agenda to systematically weaken America. Listen to Alinsky's eight-step plan to create socialism in light of our current world events. Number one, health care. Control health care and you control the people. Number two, poverty. Increase the poverty level as high as possible. Poor people are easier to control and will not fight back if you're providing them everything they need to live. Number three, debt. Increase the debt to an unsustainable level. That way, you're able to increase taxes, and this will produce more poverty. Number four, gun control. Remove the ability for the people to defend themselves from the government. 
That way, you're able to create a police state. Number five, welfare. Take control of every aspect of their lives, food, housing, and income. Six, education. Take control of what people read and listen to. Take control of what children learn in school. Seven, religion. Remove the belief in God from government and schools. And number eight, class warfare. Divide the people into wealthy and the poor. This will cause more discontent and it will be easier to tax the wealthy with full support of the voting poor. I have a link for you to check it out for yourself in the show notes. And if you haven't already, I recommend you listen to my podcast titled Trust God's Intervention. It was show number 29. And the other one, Living with the End in Mind, show 43. Both of these provide content in support of today's podcast. It's imperative that we quickly become educated and informed on all matters that are impacting us and stripping away our freedoms. Among those at the top of my list are the need for fair and proper elections and the concern for illegal mandates, mandated masks, mandated testing, mandated distancing, mandated lockdowns, mandated vaccines. And I want you to listen very carefully here because your response is essential. Gary Bauer of American Values posted, quote, It's been several weeks since Biden announced his vaccine mandate. But guess what? He never issued any such order. What Biden did was announce that there would be an order requiring companies with 100 employees or more to mandate the vaccine, and that it would be enforced through OSHA, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. So companies have been scrambling to enforce an order that was never actually issued and may still be weeks away or possibly never issued. In addition, the legal justification for OSHA's enforcement of a vaccine mandate is extremely weak. End quote. I encourage you to read the supporting links I have in the show notes. We've recently heard about the massive numbers of air traffic personnel who have responded to the Delta and Southwest Airlines vaccine mandates. It's gratifying to see so many people finally standing up for their rights and freedoms, even if it means a loss of their job. The same thing is happening with the police and sheriff's departments, the military, first responders, the medical community. And I applaud these brave men and women. And I bring more good news that should fortify their stand. I was sent a video that featured Aaron from a newly formed citizen activist group known as the Washington Civil Rights Council. The content she shared was specific to the state of Washington, along with some federal laws in favor of protecting citizens and employees' rights and freedoms. However, based on what she uncovered for her state, I did some cursory research and found in California we have the same situation, and I feel safe to say that nearly all, if not all, states in our union have a similar document that provides the same protection. You want to look for a document in your state that addresses non-delegation doctrine. I simply did a Google search using the term non-delegation doctrine in California, and it popped right up for me. A non-delegation doctrine simply stated means a person cannot delegate authority they do not have. The example given in the video is you cannot delegate authority of citing traffic violations to librarians. In addition to the non-delegation doctrine, in America we have separation of powers and only Congress can make laws, which is why the Biden regime carefully chooses their words. They cannot make any laws, so instead they issue mandates or edicts which in reality are not enforceable by law. Now, keep that in mind as I continue. Aware the manufacturers of the vaccines are entirely exempt from any liability 
and knowing whoever enforces mandates for the vaccines then becomes liable for any adverse reactions, Biden shrewdly ordered that all businesses with 100 employees or more to mandate the vaccine. But, as Gary Bauer reported, he never signed the order. Instead, he's relied upon the media to make it sound like he did, like it's a done deal. Now, I'm not an attorney, and you need to verify this for yourself, and I'm looking to have Thomas Renz, who is an attorney, on my show soon. But as I understand it so far, any employer that mandates a vaccine directly assumes the liability for any adverse reactions their employees suffer. This is an important fact, because most, if not all, employers seeking to fulfill the order Biden never signed will most likely not choose to mandate vaccines because they absolutely don't want the liability. Think about it. The vaccines are set up for emergency use only, and they're to be given to people who provide their informed consent. And that means they cannot be mandated. The video that was sent to me made it clear that most employers don't realize that by mandating the vaccine, they could be liable for any adverse effects. So if you're in a position where your employer is telling you you have to get vaccinated or lose your job, you need to go to HR and make sure they understand their potential liability. I think that in and of itself could cause a lot of employers to reconsider their position. Again, I'll have more on this for us next week. And I'll provide you the link to the same video that was sent to me so you can see what you might be able to do in your state. And since many employers are refusing to grant vaccine exemption on the grounds of religious reasons, I'll also be researching more about what we can do to stand up for our rights and not be coerced into taking a jab that is authorized for emergency use only, thereby requiring informed consent. In reality, no one who has received the vaccine has truly been able to provide informed consent because the risks and potential short and long-term side effects are unknown, not to mention any contraindications for so-called vaccine and any other drugs. There are many of us interested in protecting our rights and our freedoms who are against mandates or vaccine passports to allow us to dine in at restaurants, travel, or gather in public places. We must stand together we must protect our freedoms and our rights. Another bit of good news, we are seeing some judges upholding the rights for people to refuse to take the jab. A judge in New York blocked mandates, and also a federal judge blocked the United Airlines from imposing employee vaccines. Links for that news will also be in the show notes. Why are so many people perpetrating this evil? Many, if not all, are doing it for the money. The wealth of the most wealthy in America since the release of COVID-19 has vastly increased. Pharmaceutical companies have especially seen never-before-experienced financial gain in such a short period of time. Forbes magazine reports that, and there'll be a link in the show notes. As I shared in previous podcasts, doctors and hospitals are being paid big dollars to follow specific treatment protocols, even though they're seeing an increase of adverse effects and deaths. All of this while Nancy Pelosi is pushing for a law that would require us to report any banking transactions in excess of $600 to the IRS. The self-appointed elite and media, which is owned by the elite, seek to decrease the population to a more sustainable level, in their words, and they are doing so with the vaccines. No matter how much we've been told these so-called vaccines are safe and effective, truth is being revealed more and more how they are neither. 
Nobel Prize nominated Dr. Vladimir Zelenko and David John Sorensen recently published results from their considerable research to know the truth about the adverse effects of the so-called vaccines. The purpose statement reads, quote, The purpose of this report is to document how all over the world millions of people have died and hundreds of millions of serious adverse events have occurred after injections with the experimental mRNA gene therapy. We also reveal the real risk of unprecedented genocide. The fact statement in their document reads, We aim to only present scientific facts and stay away from unfounded claims. The data is clear and verifiable. Over 100 references can be found for all presented information, which is provided as a starting point for further investigation. Then, under the paragraph heading that reads Complicity, the text reads, The data suggests that we may be currently witnessing the greatest organized mass murder in the history of our world. The severity of the situation compels us to ask this critical question. Will we rise to the defense of billions of innocent people, or will we permit personal profit over justice and be complicit? Networks of lawyers all over the world are preparing class action lawsuits to prosecute all who are serving this criminal agenda. To all who have been complicit so far, we say, there is still time to turn and choose the side of truth. Please make the right choice. In summary, the so-called vaccines have caused at least five times more deaths than the CDC has reported, according to a CDC whistleblower under a signed sworn affidavit. The report states the number of vaccine deaths in the U.S. is not 15,286, but somewhere between 80,000 and 160,000. And regarding adverse events, the report claims 300,000 adverse events reported in only three months based on data from a whistleblower from Moderna. And if I'm reading the report correctly, these numbers apply to America, and when extended worldwide, millions of deaths can be expected. Further, quoting Bill Gates, who is the world's leading vaccine dealer and a driving force behind the worldwide vaccine push, from an interview he had with the BBC, most adverse events only show up after two years, which is why vaccine development usually takes many years. This means the future can deliver many more exponentially greater deaths and disabilities. You'll want to read this document for yourself, so be sure to look for it in the show notes. Also, the report includes data for other countries, not just for America. The report also includes documentation of the contents of the so-called vaccines, which is exceedingly difficult to learn about, but we must be informed with the truth. We are being caused to learn the full extent of evil that has been increasing on our watch when the church should have been the power that resists and restricts evil. There's a link to the report, and there's also several links from doctors and different individuals who have examined the contents of the various so-called vaccines. You'll want to make sure you look at that. I am not sharing all this with you to scare you, but to have you realize how seriously we've been lied to, controlled physically, mentally, emotionally, and harmed, and some even murdered. This should make you angry enough to finally act in partnership with God to reverse this travesty. And let me comfort you with the words I heard from the Lord when I was lamenting over the extent of the evil harming innocent people, seeking comfort from the Lord and his assurance that he is working on our behalf, even if it doesn't seem like it. I clearly heard the Lord say, nothing that has been done cannot be undone. I want you to be as encouraged by this as I am. God said, Nothing 
that has been done cannot be undone. So, if you are among those who have gotten the so-called vaccine, or if you have loved ones who have, make a point of getting the names and contact detail of trusted doctors who are working with vaccine victims to do all possible to improve health post-vaccine. I've got several doctors listed in the show notes. We also need to know about the many lies and cover-ups conducted by the World Health Organization, the National Institute for Health, the CDC, VAERS, and the FDA, among others. Dr. Patricia Lee, an ICU doctor out of California, issued a shocking letter to the Food and Drug Administration and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, claiming she has observed more vaccine injuries from the controversial COVID-19 vaccines than she has in the last 20 years working as a doctor. In the letter, she describes observing, quote, entirely healthy individuals suffering serious, often fatal injuries. These include transverse myelitis, resulting in quadriplegia, neocytis pneumonia, multi-symptom organ failure, cerebral venous sinus thrombosis, postpartum hemorrhagic shock and septic shock, and disseminated CMV and CMV viremia. I have a link where you can learn more. Gratefully, we are seeing more and more doctors, scientists, and health professionals coming forward with the truth. Dr. Peter McCullough has come forward along with 57 other doctors demanding the vaccines be stopped. Dr. McCullough also provided a compelling presentation on the experimental COVID vaccine deaths and disabilities in which he said, quote, The disability we're going to see due to these vaccines will go down in history as an unbelievable atrocity, end quote. There's a link for you on that. Also, America's frontline doctors filed a complaint against Kaiser Permanente. Kaiser is required to respond by November 7, 2021, just around the corner. Not only American doctors and professionals, but those from other countries are also increasing in their demands to stop the vaccines. Nordic countries are on record restricting the use of Moderna's drug. And finally, the clergy is stepping up to the plate to protect the flock. 101 doctors in Ohio have set the example other clergy in every state should be following by rejecting Joe Biden's vaccine mandate. But perhaps the news I'm most delighted to learn is the work of Dr. Richard Fleming and others to hold the perpetrators of these horrific crimes against humanity accountable. In an interview of Dr. Richard Fleming by Alex Newman, we learned that the people responsible for weaponizing and releasing the COVID-19 bioweapon against humanity are facing a criminal complaint on crimes against humanity at the International Criminal Court. Already, people from around the world have signed on, including a number of exceedingly brave Holocaust survivors who have come forward with the serious risk of reprisal. Dr. Fleming urged viewers to get involved and ensure that those who sought to kill steal, destroy, and enslave with a diabolical tool known as SARS-CoV-2 be charged and tried. Dr. Fleming explains the International Criminal Court is recognized by most countries as the highest criminal court available. The United States signed an agreement but didn't ratify the status as many other countries did. Dr. Fleming's charges of crimes against humanity were filed jointly with the UK, the Czech Republic, Slovakia, and France and was submitted with sworn affidavits from actual Holocaust victims. The trial and charges are based on the same statutes as the first Nuremberg trial. Gates and Fauci are specifically named and consistent with the Nuremberg trials that followed the first. 
those who are not specifically named can still be investigated. This means many who were complicit with the entire pandemic can be tried and sentenced. Anyone who signed an oath to uphold and protect, who failed to do so, anyone who enacted mandates or edicts usurping powers that are not theirs to take, should be held criminally accountable under violation of their oaths or authority. And under the U.S. Constitution, the penalty for this is treason and execution. Dr. Fleming also shared he's working with international attorneys forming an international tribunal should the International Criminal Court falter. Saints, this is great news, but there's even more. Prophecies have been given to us for months now of what God is doing to expose corruption and enact his justice. We can expect God to show up powerfully and act in an epic way that no one can deny it's the hand of God. But remember, as I've expressed so many times, God wants us to partner with him, so we need to find out what our part is in his plan. Dr. Fleming recommends we exercise our rights to peacefully protest, to write letters to our elected officials, to operate from the reality that ours is a republic-style government that is for and by the people. We should write letters to our representatives demanding that these apparent crimes against humanity be investigated in the United States. As Dr. Fleming stated, it would be embarrassing as all blazes if the International Criminal Court tries these instead of our own courts, which is a good point to make in our letters. In the words of Samuel Adams, it doesn't take a majority to prevail, rather a tireless, irate minority keen to set brush fires in the people's minds. I hope I've started a brush fire in yours and that you will start brush fires in others. Next week, I want to bring you advice to allow you success in declining the vaccines and present help for those who have taken the jab. You can count on me to continue to help us discern current times with expectations that we will have more evidence of God's intervention in our behalf to talk about and celebrate in the days, weeks, and short months ahead. Remember, we're to be in partnership with God and do what we can and eagerly expect Him to do what we cannot. If you've liked what you've heard from me today, I ask you to show your support in whatever way you can. I offer my books and other products from my web store, which you can get through faithtoliveby.com. Be sure to use the promo code TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H, and receive a 20% discount on up to two products. And if you haven't already, please make a point of getting my Make America Godly Again bumper stickers. It's a great way to display your faith and encourage others. Also, consider becoming a subscriber to my bi-monthly e-newsletter, which will make you a preferred member where you will receive special announcements and offers not available to others. And with so much going on every day, let's connect on social media. Be sure to check out the show notes to find me. I also want you to be sure to take advantage of the free resources and bonus items listed on Charisma Podcast Network and on my website, faithtoliveby.com. On that landing page, there's a link and more information about my sponsors and partners. Again, if you've been blessed by my ministry, purchasing the goods and services I bring you is how you can support me, and that would be so much appreciated. And I also hope you'll visit my newest way to connect with you beyond this podcast with my special webpage created especially for my podcast audience. The link to get to that page and explore special products and services exclusive for you is listed in my show notes. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember Christ died for us. 
the least we can do is live for Him.